Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a uh, wonderful musician, singer, songwriter, guitarist. I, I believe, and he'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, I'm, I believe he was the first person in the first band, his band, uh, uh, Pez Band, was the first to ever be called uh, Power Pop. But I'll let him correct me on that. Uh, uh, Mimi Batinas is our very special guest and uh, a very talented guy. Uh, cover to Cover is the name of the uh, the album that everyone's got to get and it's uh it, it's been uh, remastered and 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 re-released and uh and we'll be talking about that and and much more uh mimi how are you i'm i'm great frank thank you for having me well thrilled to have you am i uh, am i butchering your pronunciation of your last name or is that patinas is that is that right patinas is correct right that's yeah. that was it well, I, I, I know you're in Chicago now, but uh, where did it all start for you? Where were you born? Where were you raised? Uh, I was raised uh, in Oak Park, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago, and um, uh, spent most of my life here. Actually, we spent, uh, Pez Band spent uh, almost three years uh, on the East Coast in West Orange, New Jersey, uh, when we uh, were signed with Passport Gem Records. In the seventies. Yeah, well, we kind of jumped from uh, you know from from birth to uh, uh, to passport pretty quick. You know that was uh, I'm sure there was a <laughs> yeah. lot of, lot in between. Uh, when did it start for you? What when did it hit you? When did you start thinking uh, guitar or or whatever you started with? Um, it, it seems like you play a, a, a Beatles type uh, Harrison type Rickenbacker. Um, and I, you know, I've seen you in a lot of pictures with them. Uh, big influence uh, of yours, the Beatles. Oh yeah, uh, major, major influence. Uh, the Beatles and uh, the Who and the Kinks and uh, oh, so many great bands from the '60s. Because um, you know, I was I was a teenager, and that's when I it was all soaked into me. So, how early were you hit by the bug or bit by the bug? And uh, and and who was it specifically? Was it the the Beatles? Were they that you were they your first? Were the Who your first? Uh, uh, the it... Beatles were my first love. Yes, uh, my passion. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I saw them on TV, and uh, that was about it for me. You know, well, I was hooked. Yeah, was it the Ed Sullivan show? Yes, it was. Yeah, so many people. You have no idea how many people say to me on. Of course, I mean the whole world is like that, Frank and. Uh, as a matter of fact, I had, I had heard the record. Uh, I, I heard "I Want to Hold Your Hand" in January of '64, uh, I guess. And then I saw them. Was it, it was in February? I think they were on. Uh, and I was uh, in eighth grade or freshman high. Yeah, seventh grade, something like that. Well, what was the what was the buzz around school that day? I mean, can you remember? Uh, specifically, if people were, were like, "Are you going to watch the Beatles tonight? Are you going to watch Sullivan tonight?" I mean, were people were people buzzing about it? Was it uh, uh, was it an anticipation thing, or was uh, uh, did you go through the whole day without people talking? Can you remember back that far? Well, uh, not specifically, but I do remember uh, myself, my sister, uh, and my friends were all really keen. Uh, to see that show that night. So, yeah, we, there was a buzz around our little neighborhood. 
Because we were little kids, you know. We were just little kids. Yeah. I, what about when you first heard I Want to Hold Your Hand? I, I mean, was it uh, was it as impactful as the Sullivan show? Was it uh, as soon as you you heard it, were you like, I mean, this is great? Did you run out and buy the uh, buy the album, buy the single? Or? I did, and I'll tell you just a short story on that. Uh, I in hearing that song in January, it was a bitter cold January of '64, and I was home, um, sick with a fever. I was staying home from school, uh, but I, I had uh, my 75 cents, and I walked. I went out, and uh, against uh, all wishes from parents, and I walked to Woolworths, and I bought uh, I Want to Hold Your Hand in the winter with a fever, and then came home and just played it and played it on uh, the little portable um, record player that we had. Incredible. If uh, you're just joining us or if you're just turning on your radio a little late, Frank McKay here, but much more importantly, a wonderfully talented man. And, uh, uh, you know, he, he paved the way for so many power pop bands. And uh, you, you you really uh, have to get, I was going to say, the new album. It's a re-release, but uh, Cover to Cover is the name of it. And it's Pez Band and and uh, the, the founder and the, the singer, guitarist, uh, Mimi. Uh, Bettinas is our very special guest and uh, just thrilled to have him uh, Frank McKay here with uh, with Mimi uh, so when when did you uh, pick up your first guitar and was it guitar uh, that started you out did you play something else prior or was it guitar uh, I did play I before that I played um, in grammar school I played French horn uh, which was difficult French horn is a difficult instrument for a uh, sixth or seventh grader, but uh, that was my first instrument. I tried, when I saw the Beatles, I tried the guitar, and my hands were just kind of too small, so I picked up on the piano a little bit, but then I got a guitar that I could play, and by the time I was in high school, I was playing guitar and piano, and I had stopped playing the French horn. So that, that my, my first uh, instruments were piano and guitar. Uh, how about your your first gig or, or your first band? Uh, was it some type of battle of the bands? Was it a school talent show? What was your first time you uh, you stepped well, that, on stage? Well, that's good. You, know, you you must have known this stuff all beforehand <laughs> because yeah, it was. Uh, we we did do like a battle of the bands, uh, the sock hop at uh, Oak Park High School, and um, doing um, Beatles songs and songs of the Yardbirds and the Animals. What was popular on the radio, um, all the kids wanted to hear it, and we tried to do it as best we could because I don't think we were that great, but, well, you know, we gave it a, uh, the old uh, high school try. <laughs> you almost <laughs> said college try, but it would have been jumping ahead a few years. Uh, yeah, we were nowhere near college level. How about the first time you met someone who was actually doing this for a living, that was doing what you wanted to do, uh, and they were making their their, their livelihood uh, out of out of this. When was the first time, and who was the first person? Gee, I I, I don't know. I do remember in high school that there were uh, some older fellas, like seniors in high school, and and they were playing. Uh, I and I had met them, and one of the fellas was a Greek fella, so I had an, a a, a re, 
a uh, connection with him because I'm Greek. And um, he was playing with a group, uh, and they would play uh, the bigger events around the Chicago area. So uh, even though they were still in high school, they were they were making money, actually. You know, we would play for free uh, in our little group because we were freshmen and they were seniors. But, um, yeah, his name was Bill Pappas. Hmm. I remember his name. And... Uh, it was kind of uh, we really looked up to these guys because um, they had all the great equipment and they were doing Beach Boy songs and the uh, songs by the the, uh, the instrumental group the Safari's, The Ventures oh, yeah oh, okay. The Ventures yeah. so you know we were quite impressed with that stuff yeah I mean you'd have to be and I mean if you're uh, you, you're doing this and somebody comes along and they're doing it a little uh, longer than you or they're a little older than you. Uh, there'd be this natural uh, attraction there. Uh, how about uh, when it first started feeling real, when it first started realizing, or you started realizing, hey, uh, you know, this is uh, this is something I can do, and uh, this is something that I could, uh, uh, that could happen. And, and how far was were you away from Pez Band at that point? Well, that was uh, right at the end of high school, and I think I realized that I could do this one, um, I got a couple of girlfriends. Said, I, this is pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with this. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I, I so, yeah, that. out of high school, uh, well, I went to art school out of, right out of high school. And I went to the, uh, the School of the Art Institute. But I, uh, I soon dropped out to pursue the uh, music career because uh, it was much more fun and um, – we started leaving town. We would go out to Iowa and Indiana and, you know, go back and forth for the weekend. And um, Pez Band started to uh, roll along. So, you know, we did that for the next 10 years. Yeah, and, you know, and again, it's a much different scene. I'm sure the drinking age was 18. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people uh, were, were probably in these clubs. And, you know, and I won't put words in your mouth, but... You know, I, I got to believe that uh, that the scene was a, a much different one and a much uh, better one than than what you would find nowadays. Frank McKay. Oh yeah, here. well we could talk about that in private if you want, yeah. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank McKay. Here. Yeah, because the, the drinking age is eighteen. Well, you know there are sixteen-year-old girls in there. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Hey, well, listen. I mean, there's no different up down here or up here, I should say. Uh, than it is out there. And uh, Mimi Bettinas is our very special guest. He's the voice that you're hearing. And, and you, you've heard his voice on, on the music from, from Pez Band. And Cover to Cover is uh, is the name of the album. And uh, Mimi, uh, Mimi Bettinas is, uh, uh, is, is so recognizable with Pez Band. And again, um, Frank McKay here. I, I, I keep saying uh, uh, Power Pop. Is it, it, were you the first to be called Power Pop? Well, I think uh, in nationally here we were. Uh, that term came out of um, uh, Marty Scott's um, label, Passport. Uh, a fellow who worked at, at uh, Passport Records was uh, in, or Gem Records. He came up with that term. I, I know it had been used before by Pete Townsend of The Who uh, many years before, where he described The Who's music as power pop but we 
got that uh, relabeled to us the first time when uh, we were on the Jane Pauley show in uh, late 1977. Uh, our PR girl, uh, Ida, if you know Ida. Sure, yeah, great. Uh, so Ida got us uh, a spot on the uh, Jane Pauley show, the Today Show. And they said, well, the, you know, this is the latest thing that's coming out, and the kids are listening to this stuff, and it's Pez Band, and it's Power Pop. So that was the first time that I'm aware of that the term was used for uh, an American group uh, nationally. Yeah. Well, listen, that's it. So I'm proud of that. You know, we, you know we're, we're the first ones to have that label. Then, of course, other groups um, you know, followed in per- Right, right behind us, like Cheap Trick and The Knack and uh, 2020 and all, Big Star, a lot of other groups too. They got labeled as because we were all kind of making that same melodic uh, music, but with uh, a, a lot of uh, punch behind it. So you know, you have the power and you have the pop. Yeah, you know, uh, when when did the Gem Passport thing? All come about, and how did you, uh, how did you go about shopping? You're you're in the you're in the Midwest there, right? And uh, and and geographically, uh, where was right. where was Gem Passport? Uh, Gem Passport was in um, New Jersey, I think Plainfield, Plainfield, New Jersey. Uh, but the way it came about was that um, we uh, were, of course, we were in Chicago, but we would go out to the East Coast through an agency, uh, and play New Jersey and Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, and uh, Boston, and uh, a lot of places in uh, New England. And so we got to know a lot of people, and our reputation started to um, get better and better out there as, uh, as we kept going, making these little ventures out to the East Coast. And we finally hooked up with uh, with Marty and Passport Records, and uh, of course we wanted a, a record deal like every other group wanted back then, and, and we got one. Yeah, uh, big, you know it's a big deal, a much different business than. Oh, uh, it was a was big it. deal. You know, you're 25 years old and you got a record deal. You're on top of the world, and we were for that whole year. For 1977, we did so much. We played. We played the uh, ABC Dunhill Record Convention. Uh, we went to England and made another record. Yeah, I mean, we were. It was really great. Yeah, I mean, your head must have been swimming at this point. I mean, you're. Uh, yes, uh, my head was so big I could barely stand up. <laughs> yeah. uh, your first trip to, trip to England came after the deal. Yes, our our. Um, the way it went uh, in 77 was a, just a whirlwind of a year for us. Uh, in 77, we recorded in, in I think, May. The record was out, or April, about, about this time. Uh, you know, things happened a little faster. Um, the record was out. We started touring. We, we did malls. We, did, we played everywhere. And then in November... Uh, the comp- the record company Passport uh, sent us to um, a studio in London called Maison Rouge, which was owned by, if you remember the group Jethro Tull. Yeah. Uh, those guys own that studio, 
And um, I guess Marty had a connection there. So uh, off we went, and we spent a month uh, in uh, November of 77 making another record and a live record as well. Yeah, I've had Ian so it was, a, it was a great year. I've had Ian Anderson and, and Martin Barr on the show a bunch of times. That uh, a, a great, you know, great band, tall, much different than what you guys were doing. And again, oh yeah, you know. the different side of the world. But wow, the the musicianship of those people are extraordinary. Well, I'll tell you what what you guys did is wonderful. And uh, Pez Band is the name uh, of the band that was uh, headed up by our guest Mimi uh, Batinas. And he's the singer, songwriter, uh, guitarist for that band. And Cover to Cover is the name of the uh, name of the album. Everyone get it. And uh, before we continue, again, Frank McKay here with Mimi uh, Patinas. Uh, Mimi, give us a uh, give us a website or a social media site where people can go, and and also where can they buy Cover to Cover? Uh, you can buy that. Uh, it's it will be released uh, tomorrow. Well, I guess we air later, right, Frank? Yeah, yeah. So, so it, yeah, uh, but tomorrow is the fifth, and it is officially re- released tomorrow uh, on uh, Gem Records and uh, the official PezBand.com page. Um, it's probably going to be on uh, other places too, but I know for sure it'll be all over Facebook. Um, it's going to be um, tomorrow. You can get it through. You can oh, you get it through Amazon and iTunes and Spotify and all, all those uh, all those places that uh, carry the music. It's going to be available all over the place. Yeah, and like I said, a much different business than than what you would remember back then. I mean, yeah, you can't uh, go to the record store and buy the, the album. No, yeah, right. It's a much different uh, different situation. Uh, you were talking about playing in malls. I don't know. Do people still play in malls anymore? I mean, it was, no. They, are you kidding? Yeah, I, well, you know, I, I remember you guys. You guys toured with some pretty big bands. Uh, you played with uh, the Ramones for sure, right? Did you play with Fleetwood Mac? Yes, we did. We we opened. Uh, we played CBGB with the Ramones. We played uh, with Blondie. We played with a group called the Tough Darts. We played with um, uh, the Talking Heads. We played with, uh, uh, we opened the show for uh, a big one with uh, Fleetwood Mac, with the Girl Singers, yep. uh, Super Tramp. Uh, we did a tour with Mahogany Rush. We played with uh, Cheap Trick, uh, just all, all kinds of groups. Do you remember your first impression of CBGBs? Yes. <laughs> but uh, we're on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, it uh, CBGB. I, I, I'll try to make it better. It was, yeah. well, it was a uh, yeah. It it is dark and dirty. Uh, here's, let me put it to you this way: your your feet stuck to the floor. Yeah, right. You'd be lucky if it, it just stuck to the floor. I mean, yeah, it was down in the down in the village, and it was um, it's kind of a dirty dirty joint. I mean, we we had played some holes, but. That was uh, whoa, wow! What a but place. legendary on, on the Bowery and and Bleecker Street, um, a, a legendary place. I've been there a million times, but it's not everyone. Of course, yeah. yeah it's, uh, well, you, we, we played a lot of clubs there. We played uh, um, Max's several times. 
the great Gildersleeves, wasn't that in? Yep, that was right around the corner, not too far from Right, that. yeah. So we we played a lot of these. We played the bottom line. Yep, right right over there, too. All the village clubs that you're talking about. Well, listen, yeah. I, I, I want to congratulate you on the, on the release. And don't say tomorrow. By the time uh, people hear this, they'll be <laughs> they'll be hearing uh, they'll they'll be able to get cover to cover anywhere. Uh, they sell great records, and and this is one of them for sure. It's a, a re-released and and re remastered, right? Remixed and remastered. Correct. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. M- Mimi Bettinas, I want to thank you first of all, and congratulations on on really putting together a wonderful career and uh, the, the first ever power pop band uh, uh pez band is our uh very special guest mimi's the guitarist uh singer and songwriter for that band uh mimi uh, uh thank you but also uh leave us with um where to find you and where to uh, where to uh, you know follow the band and follow everything that's going on well you can find us on facebook of course uh you can follow my stuff on um musicsounds.com on my solo career as well and uh, we have the PezBanOfficial.com uh, site. Uh, you can also find us on Gem Records. And um, it was great talking to you. Same here. And I want to, uh, you know, thank you. And maybe I can get you back for a part two one of these days. Sure. Uh, I'm available. Well, uh, Mimi Patinas, thank you very much for being here. And we'll see you next time. Thank you, Frank. Nice talking to you. Same here. And I want to thank everyone okay. everyone for tuning in. Mimi Bettinas has been our very special guest. The name of the album is Cover to Cover. Pez Band is the name of the band. And uh, really a trailblazer for so many of the, the power pop bands that came afterwards. Yeah, maybe uh, uh, Pete uh, Townsend uh, used the phrase, but the first, uh, first power pop band I ever remember hearing about is Pez Band. And, and that's Mimi. He's terrific, very talented guy. But get co- cover to cover, everyone. It's it's on uh, uh, Gem Passport, Passport Gem, and uh, and and it's the original label that he was on in the first place. Uh, Mimi Patinas has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. 